The Chosen Families Project, where everybody is welcome. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Chosen Families Project. My name is Julian Ribello, and today's story is called The Girl from West 170th Street, Grace I. Calhoun's Story. So I think I found this photo either at the antique store or the yard sale. I kind of, when I get these photo lots, I kind of combine them. So now I'm not really too sure which one I got it from. So basically, I thought the photograph might have been a lost cause. It is really faded. It has no photographer on location on the front of it, which honestly can make it really hard sometimes. So the photograph itself features this like younger girl and she's in the snow. So it's like winter time when the photo is taking place. So she's wearing this really heavy coat and a hat and it's in front of this like row of like buildings or apartments. And so there's also a figure in the background of the photograph too. And you can't really make out that figure. And honestly, the photograph is a little hard to see. So I did adjust it on the blog and in the, um, the actual episode cover just to make it more visible. The actual photograph itself is a little bit hard to see. So, you know, when I, like I said meant before, when I try to look for new photographs to send back to the relatives, one of the key things I do is check the backs of the photographs because oftentimes that's where there's a lot of more room to write down things. And the back of the photographs, more likely than not, will have more of the information I look for. When I go uh, photo hunting for this project, I actually, what I'll do is I'll actually take the photos and flip them over to see if they have any names or anything on the back before I actually buy any of them, because I think that's the most important thing. And in the back for this photograph was where I scored. It had her full name, Grace Isabel Calhoun, five years old, and it also listed an address, which some it's really interesting what details people decide to include. And... This is probably because this is where the photograph was taken, and this is at 565 West 170th Street. So this is like a huge gold mine of information because now we have her full name and we have this address, but there is some limitations. This could be in really any major city, and there's really no photographer to say exactly when this photo was taken, so we don't really have an exact date when Grace was five years old. We can't place her in context of history, but... I was, when you see a photograph like this and the style of the portrait itself, I was like, maybe it seems really old. It's not, you know, 1800s, like not 19th century kind of old, but maybe early 19, uh, 20th century. So, and also Calhoun is a very common surname, I would think. And, you know, sometimes when I do these searches, I've actually run into problems where there's multiples and deciphering which of the individuals is in the photograph itself and finding their relatives is what I find the most important. But it did have a middle name and the exact address. And with research, I believed that I could find some stuff about her. And so I did. So what I did was I searched the the parameters I had known and was able to find a Grace Calhoun on the 1900 census. She was living in Manhattan at the time, which is kind of what I was thinking because those type of street names ran in Manhattan. And it's also kind of the next biggest city local to the area that would have streets of that high, like high numbers. And she was living with her parents, James and Mary Calhoun. 
And the address that they were living at matched exactly at 565 West 170th Street. So I knew I found the right Grace Calhoun and her parents. And now it was trying to figure out her story and trying to find her relatives. So here is the story of Grace Isabel Calhoun. So she was born the day before Christmas on December 24th, 1894 in New York to her parents, James and Mary Rowan, James Calhoun and Mary Rowan. The photograph was taken when Grace was only five years old. And so when we looked at the, now that we had the 1900 census, that was the first record that I saw when I, upon searching. And that actually meant if the photograph was taken when she was five years old at that address, she was probably living there when she was born, you know, for the five years prior, meaning that the photo was taken probably in the year of 1899, making this photo over 120 years old, which sometimes I don't realize the magnitude of that, you know, just the photograph alone to survive for that long of time, even though it's faded, it's still just a crazy realization. And like I mentioned before, she lived with her parents on that 1900 census, and her dad, James Calhoun, worked as a harness manufacturer in New York. And they also lived together at that 565 West 170th Street address in 1910 as well. However, though, James would pass at the age of 64. Her parents were actually born a little bit like on the older side, and it left his wife a widower with a sing like as a single mother with just a daughter. And I only found Grace as one of their children. Uh, so a little bit about James. He was born on April 29th, 1850 in Ireland. And according to the 1900 census, he had immigrated around 1875 and was naturalized. I could not unfortunately find any naturalization or immigration paperwork. But because um, the name James Calhoun is pretty uh, common. And he was born to parents James Calhoun and Isabella McCree. And he married Mary Rowan on the 24th of August, 1887 in Manhattan. And all these records I actually found based on James's death record and uh, their marriage record, both in New York. And I found them through this really cool tool that, um, that I use for most New York genealogy. That's where I have a heavy background because that's where my family's from. So I know these free indexes where they actually list deaths and marriages. And when I was doing... What I also do is I try to see not only if I can find a relative that might have this tree attached to them, too. So I found that they actually never, on the one on ones on Ancestry, they actually never built out the parents' names. They only had vague names, and they actually found a marriage record that they attached that was the wrong James Calhoun and Mary. And so, and how, how did I know this one was more correct was because James's record when he died in 1914 listed these parents and then I matched it to the parents on their marriage record and that's something in genealogy that some we have to do sometimes is you know you have to make sure you have multiple corroborating uh, sources one of the trees I have to give them credit because they did say possible and sometimes with these databases they don't have the parents names and the full marriage records up right away but that's why when you combine different sources together, you can actually tell a, a correct narrative of a person. There was also a tree on family search as well, and I believe it actually attached these records, the one like their marriage records and things of that nature. And 
I also, one thing I also want to know is sometimes what I call the lost children. And so these are children that parents can have, especially around this time period when uh, younger child deaths were kind of quite common. And they can escape these mainstream records, like the census records, because the census records were every 10 years. So in New York, there was also ones every five years, depending on the state and the locale, locality, it really depends on what records you can find. And sometimes these children can be erased from history. And for parents, like I said, especially of this era, with big gaps between their marriage and their children's birth years, I always double check just in case to see if they didn't have any children that passed, you know, as stillborns or things of that nature. And New York has a really good database of these deaths. Sometimes they don't include the parents, especially in the ones for I've seen like the 1800s and the like around that era, they'll just put the the baby's name and then like a general James and Mary Calhoun. So it's like something like that. They wouldn't, or like John and Mary Smith, but you, you know, you can't unless, and oftentimes for these younger babies, they don't put a lot of the records are somewhat incomplete. I've seen sometimes you'll get lucky and they will have a full address and everything. And that's how you can confirm it or you can find a death certificate. But in this case, I didn't find anything. So Grace was their only daughter of the of their marriage and so marriage records for grace so that she was uh she would marry on the 18th of june 1921 to morgan alcott so her husband morgan alcott worked as an insurance agent slash broker in the 1930 census the couple lived in franklin somerset new jersey and then in ridgewood bergen new jersey on the 1940 and 50 census records and the 1950 census records i have to say has been so helpful because to me around the previous generation a lot of their you know as they got older that was like one of the key census records to really see them and so i've been using a lot utilizing that a lot in my research especially for children born around that time as well but anyhow mary calhoun lived with her daughter and grandson morgan alcott jr uh throughout their lifetime and which is uh grace's mother mary which is crazy because you know even as a single mother she really stayed with that uh stayed with grace throughout her life which i really love and grace's son morgan alcott jr was born on the 17th of november 1924 in new york and he attended Ridgewood High School, and he enlisted on the in the army on the tenth of May, nineteen forty three, and was discharged discharged on the second of February, nineteen forty six. Now, her husband Morgan Alcott Senior would pass away in January of nineteen sixty three, and a little more than twenty years later, Grace's son did pass away on the sixth of January, nineteen eighty four, with. Grace still alive, listed on his obituary. So his obituary reads, Morgan Alcott Jr. died Friday at his home. He was 59 years old. A memorial service is to be held at 3.30 p.m. January 15th at the Westside Presbyterian Church in Ridgewood. Born New York in New York City, he lived in Glen Rock since 1959. Previously, he was a longtime resident of Ridgewood and was a graduate of Ridgewood High School and Hamilton College. He had been a cash management supervisor for Texaco in Harrison, New York. He had retired in 1982 after 33 years with the firm. He was a life member of Westside Presbyterian Church, Ridgewood, and formerly was a deacon and Sunday school teacher at the church. He was an Army veteran of World War II, serving with the 36th Texas Infantry Division.
He is survived by his wife, Jean Oakes Alcott, a daughter, Brenda Alcott Reed of Chetopa, Kansas. Apologies for that. Sons, Bruce M. of Danville, Virginia, and Craig M. of Glen Rock, and his mother, Gracie Alcott of Glen Rock. Interment will be in the George Washington Memorial Park in Paramus. And what's also interesting with obituaries, one thing you have to know is sometimes you can actually either tell cause of death or some organization that a relative was involved with based on where their donations are going. So his obituary reads donations to the Glen Rock Ambulance Corps would be appreciated. So maybe he had some association with that. Now, uh, which also was really sad, Grace would actually pass away a few months after her son on the 11th of May, 1984, also in Glen Rock. And her obituary reads, Gracie Alcott died at her home in the borough on Friday. She was 89 years old. Miss Alcott retired many years ago as the founder of the Calhoun School in New York City. She was a member of the Westside Presbyterian Church in Ridgewood and a charter member of the Women's Club of Ridgewood. Born in New York City, she lived in Ridgewood many years before moving to the borough in 1967. Her husband, Morgan Alcott Sr., died in 1963, and her son, Morgan Alcott Jr., died in January. Surviving are a daughter-in-law, Jean Alcott, and three grandchildren. And a service will be conducted in the C.C. Emberg Funeral Chapel. And so I'm not sure it doesn't list a burial place, which means either she was cremated or something along those lines. So there might be no burial records. And what's interesting for her, she has donations to the nursing service of Ridgewood Inc. would be appreciated. And this was in the Sunday newspaper in Ridgewood, New Jersey. However, one thing w- that was interesting was despite her mom living with the family up on from 1930, 1940, 1950, I couldn't locate a record for Mary Calhoun, but I'm assuming she passed prior to 1984 because she was not mentioned in either of their obituaries and it doesn't it didn't mention either of her records in there, but I do know she was at least alive up until 1950 and passed before 1984. She might have been in Ridgewood, but it's hard to say, but if you know any relatives of Grace Calhoun or anyone in her family and are interested for the photograph, please reach out to me at the chosen families project at gmail.com. This episode was a little bit on the shorter side. However, I am actually looking for some guest speakers. If anyone would be interested, I think it would be really cool if anyone wants to come on and talk about some fun family stories that they have or anything in regards to kind of how your relationships are with your family or even you know a specific family heirloom that you have and a story behind that because honestly you know between photographs or actual material objects we have that type of stuff as well that you know is all ingrained into the passing of time especially with genealogy itself and that's really what it's all about you know you if you also have maybe even a chosen family you know someone that's not biologically related to you but someone that made an impact on your life you know that could also I would love to talk about that and kind of have a conversation about that as well also I'm really really excited because I recently just purchased this big lot of photographs on eBay one is like a group picture and then a lot of them are framed some of them have identification but it's always hard to tell unless I take them out of the frames and really get an up-close look so I'm really excited to work with those and some other I also have 
some more actual documents that I want to return. And that's why this week I was doing a little bit more research to really reach out to relatives because I really want to tell their stories when I find a relative. I'm still looking for relatives in this case, but I still did want to tell her story because of the actual, um, because of how easy the photograph was to identify. Some I've been actually, it's kind of been funny because I have some other ones with identification and I've been having a little bit trouble with the research, you know, which is expected, but hopefully in the near future, I'll be able to return more photographs to relatives. I hope you enjoyed the rest of your day today. Remember that you are loved and take care. Bye now.